That was Millennia from Edmonton from their brand new CD, Budmore Hay. And, um, you know, there are a lot of Ukrainian drinking songs out there, but I, that one really could be called a thinking song. The title of the song was Dumai Dumku Dumala. Dobri vashir, shinovni radio suchechita vitayu vas vsich na radio peridachu nash holos radio krinskoho korinya katrapodiativam yak svichano što subote a šosti hodeni da patumovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB umisti venkuveri i pomareži PCJ radio mišnorodnemu. Pri mikrofoni povinamo kori djakuju što rišale perebute zimnoju na stupnu hodenu mi majmo dušici kavi novene nasinu Hello there and welcome to Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver and in international syndication on PCJ Radio International. I'm your host, Paulette Demchuk-McCory, Pukarinske Pavlina, and I'm delighted to have you with me. We've got a great program lined up for you. Um, more music, of course, and uh, we're going to do something a little different with the music in this program. We're going to do two um, numbers from each group. Um, one of the reasons is, of course, this fantastic CD that uh, came in the mail from Millennia just last week, and uh, 21 tunes, and you'll be hearing pretty much every one of them at some point in future programs, and hopefully we'll be getting the band on to talk about um, this this CD and their prolific, uh, fantastic career doing incredible Ukrainian music out there in Edmonton. So stay tuned for that. We've also got Ukrainian Jewish Heritage in part two of an interview with Dr. Ihor Strupak and the incredibly important Important work that he's doing researching how Ukrainians rescued Jews during World War II and very little information that has been uh, known to the public. It's been available to the public and he's uncovering all of it and uh, shedding some great insight on the whole uh, situation of uh, Ukrainian-Jewish relations. So stay tuned for that. As well, we've got our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and as mentioned, plenty of great Ukrainian music. So we're going to do another tune now from Millennia's new CD, Budmohe, and this one is about Marichka. And um, maybe that is the gal, name of the gal that was doing all that thinking in the first number that opened the show. Here they are, Millennia, from their brand new CD, Budmohe and Marichka.
зайшов у твоїх краях, ластівко моя, розкажи мені. slowing things down a bit with Shum from Winnipeg, a group that's uh, no longer together as Shum, but I think the members of that group are around in some other incarnation of another group or another in Winnipeg, which has probably just about as many great groups uh, in uh, polka bands as Edmonton does. And so we've got another song from Shum, because that's how we're doing things in this program, two per uh, group or artist. And this is from a different CD. This song is from... That first song was from uh, their second CD, It's Fun to Be Ukrainian. And this is from their, I believe this is their first. It's just self-titled Shum and a song about another girl, song about a girl, unnamed, from a region in Ukraine that is the ancestral homeland of many Ukrainian Canadians, Halechina, known in English as Galicia. And so here is Shum now with a song uh, called Halechanishka, Girl from Halechina. Солове смока, як тільки розкрипа уста, і кує зозуля звільки, і звіти літа ходить, бродить над рікою, коли саночка не дає мені спокою, халичаночка, халичаночка. Ходить, 
na prošky pídu, budu ždat i do svitánku, budu ždat vesteň. Či nestrídu, haličanku, chaj naučit píseň, chaj naučit píseň. Budu ždat i do svitánku, budu ždat vesteň. Či nestrídu, haličanku, chaj naučit píseň, chaj naučit píseň, chaj naučit píseň. Nenapojame zíľame, privorožuje srdce štyrými slovami, roztrvožuje plyne, plyne, tak doju kolesanočka. Jaša slivý, pozimnoj, haličanočka, haličanočka. Plyne, plyne, tak doju Ja šo slivi pozimnoju haličanočka Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Taras Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochenkoFoundation.com. Ти, 
a young group from Ukraine called Jedala, and they do a lot of work a cappella, but they do the odd one with instruments, as you just heard there. And so we're going to do a second number by Jedala, and here they are with a very beloved song that we stole from the polls, but uh, consider it our own now. Hey Sokole, a song about raptors. Oh, 
And moving to the United States, that was Andriana Knapp, um, another prolific singer on the Ukrainian music scene, and she's on the east coast of of the United States somewhere. And that is from her CD that she released uh, almost a year ago now, and it is called Pisnis Domu, Songs from Home. And that song was called Tam Nahori Krutaveja, On the Mountain. And here's another song by Andriana Nap from her CD Pisnis Domu, and it is called Chamutrava Zelena, Why is the Grass Green? This is CHMB, AM 1320, Vancouver. And now for a look at Ukraine's rich Jewish heritage, then and now. Brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. In the last episode of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage, we spoke with Dr. Ihor Shchupak about his research on Ukrainians who rescued Jews during the Holocaust, but were incorrectly identified in historical records. Among other things, Dr. Shchupak is the director of the Takuma Ukrainian Institute, the largest Jewish institution in Ukraine dedicated to Jewish history. He is a multi-published historian whose textbooks are used in schools throughout Ukraine. His research uncovers little-known historical facts about the survivors of the Holocaust in World War II Ukraine and the people who saved their lives. The World Holocaust Remembrance Center, Yad Vashem, has acknowledged many non-Jews who saved Jewish lives and honored them with the title of Righteous Among the Nations. But Dr. Stupak's focus is on those who have remained unsung heroes, the difficulties and dangers these rescuers faced, and the risks they took to save Jews. In Part 1, he shared with us the personal circumstances that motivate him in his work and touched on some of his surprising archival discoveries. In Part 2, he delves deeper into his discoveries about the people and circumstances whose stories and identities have been hidden all these years. 
You said there were about 2,600 Ukrainians who rescued Jews. Now, that's recognized as the righteous among the nations. But you you also are uh, researching others that are not recognized yet. Yes. The title Righteous Among Nations is official title of Yad Vashem. Mm -hmm. But many documents don't know in Yad Vashem is a document of German Nazi criminal process mm-hmm. in Lviv, in Ivana Frankis, Stanislav, in other regions of Eastern Galicia. Mm-hmm. Because what different conditions for final solution of Jewish question in different regions of Ukraine and different conditions for rescue of Jews and different conditions of attack against Ukrainians who had this very difficult experience for rescue. And if we have facts of mass killing, not only Jews, but Ukrainians who arrested Jews in Eastern Ukraine, in Western Ukraine, the title District Halicha was specific situation. And this Ukrainian and the Poles had special criminal process with the advocate, with lawyers, with special cases. And I remember these cases. I collect this material with very interesting. You can read this material in my future dissertation, in my future book. Now I prefer uh, this material okay. for well, publication. Okay. So when will you be finished your studies? Huh. I don't know. <laughs> uh, first of all, I need to have complete research work in more interesting archives in Western Ukraine. First of all, in Lviv, I finished, and in Ternopil, and uh, Ivana Frankivsk, but I need to finish the job. And uh, I know about different materials in Central Kiev archives, unfortunately, many materials in uh, Moscow, but mm-hmm. for me, it's impossible to go because you know about the war and sure. I'm official person non grata oh, for yeah. Russia and uh, I need to wait to collapse of Putin regime. Uh, it will oh. be at 10 years, I hope. <laughs> but uh, I wrote a special table about calculation of righteous amount nations in different regions of Ukraine. Oh. And it's interesting fact, majority righteous from Western Ukraine. Mm. First of all, from Lviv and Rivno and etc. For example, in Lviv, more than 120. In Rivno, more than 200. And it's interesting from point of view, mythology about anti-Semitism in Western Ukraine and communist internationalism in Eastern Ukraine. But unfortunately, we have only five examples of rising smart nations. Uh, sorry, nine examples in Luhansk, 55 in Donetsk, 21 in Zaporozhye and South, and etc. But more unique information from Vinnytsia. Vinnytsia had 520 rising smart nations. Oh, yeah. uh, from different reasons. It's, uh, Interesting fact, I need to develop my scholarly activity for understanding this difference between calculation of righteous nation in different cities and areas and uh, oblasts of Ukraine. Wow, so you've got a lot on your plate. I, I, I'm having myself kind of um, trouble, you know, following all of these different directions that, that you're being taken into. There's so much to learn about what happened. And uh, you mentioned something about um, mythological anti-Semitism. Can you talk a little bit more what you mean about that? Uh, Luke, you know about xenophobia, anti-Semitism, Ukrainophobia, and other ideology stereotypes in different times, in uh, different countries, and mm-hmm. etc. Anti-Semitism was uh, in Ukraine, but we had facts of anti-Semitism, and we had mythology oh. about anti-Semitism. We had different stories about special attention of Ukrainian nationalists to Jewish question, 
and there was different aspects of this uh, problematic. I think it can be a special topic of our discussion. But, you know, majority Jewish population was on Western Ukraine mm-hmm. and in different cities, including Odessa, Kiev, Dnipro. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, more relevant experience of uh, normal, regular cooperation uh, in life was in Western Ukraine before Soviet occupation. And we know about antisemitism not only from Ukrainian population, but from a Polish government before 1939. Mm-hmm. We know about rescue of Jews from Christians, uh, from uh, regular people. It was no intelligentsia, no elite of Ukrainian society. Oh, the- but the majority of rest of Jews was especially on Western Ukraine, Lviv, Sainsavo, Rivno, Melitsky, and uh, Vinitsa. And it wasn't, you said it wasn't the, the elite of society that saved most of the Jews? No, it was regular people. And for example, I have a small case study about one Jewish woman, Ernie Klinger, in Poland, you know, about very interesting archive in Zhidovsky Institute, Historyczny, Jewish Historical Institute. And I received documents from this archive. And on my case study research was question, who was people on the life of this woman and her daughter, Erna Klinger, on the period of rescue, on the period of Nazi occupation. And I see results from national identity. 30% was Ukrainian, mm-hmm. approximately 30% was Poles, and 30% was German. Hmm. And from the social position of the one who provides aid, it was peasants outside the city, was member of the Polish family and was SS officer, was commissar of the Ukrainian police. It's not a ruler, but uh, many people, many righteous amount nations was regular people, not elite, was peasants. And you need to know, in village was more possibilities for rescue than big cities with neighbors, with a strong system of Nazi security, and etc. Oh, so it was easier in the countryside than in the cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and you mentioned, you said um, in one instance an SS officer saved Jews? Yes, uh, I'd like to repeat. It's not ruler. It's not but the... And for example, in history of this Jewish woman, Ernie Klinger, German officer, SS officer Beer is the last name, started the former owner of his home, a famous millionaire. I have other examples. A woman, Ilza Bloch, from Berlin, Lady of the Night. You understand what I mean. Sure. Or, and many different people, but no Ukrainian elite. Huh. Okay, and uh, I hope to send you my materials now. We published the uh, scholarly journal in English language, and we hope it will be more known for Canadian population because the question of Ukrainian Jewish relations and the rescue of Jews is very important for our history. Yes, yes, it is. So you said you've already got scholarly articles published? I have uh, many articles and many books with fragments of this story. But I hope that after one year, will be my monography about Ukrainian rescues of Jews on the period of Second World War. Okay. So a, a year yet. We have to wait. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So in the meantime, I guess we just have to wait until you're done. Do you, do you need help? If you can give me more time and more hours per day <laughs> and per night, will be nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, seriously, we have possibilities for organizing scholar work and uh, in the Institute we have partners in different 
regions of Ukraine. But if I talk about my scholarly work, it's my personal scholarly work. But I have colleagues of different materials. Uh, for example, few weeks ago was published special book, Righteous Mouth Nations of uh, Dnipro Oblast. Oh. Uh, and authors of this book was not me only, but Dr. Igor Vradi, a researcher of interesting uh, stories of concrete people, concrete heroes, and other scientists of our Tkuma Institute for Holocaust Studies and the Museum of Jewish Memory and Holocaust in Ukraine, in mm. Dnipro. And not only Dnipro. Oh, where, where else? Just, main, just uh, various different cities in Ukraine? Yes, yes. Yeah. And last year was dedicated to righteous among nations. For example, dedicated to heroism of monks of Univlabra, oh. the Catholic Church, and Orthodox, and about historiography, and etc. Wow. So people can actually can come to, if they're, if they're going to Ukraine, perhaps, they'd take a trip to Dnipro, and they can stay at the Menorah Center. There's accommodations there. Uh, look, uh, Ukraine, uh, open country and uh, very nice country, uh, maybe better country in the world. And uh, I'd like to invite all Canadians, uh, not only Ukrainian origin, but all Canadians to visit Ukraine and especially to Dnipro. They have uh, unique uh, options for tourists and uh, for historians and for people who have special interest to history. Welcome to our museum. Welcome to first Ukrainian museum dedicated uh, to Russian aggression against Ukraine. We have uh, many interesting places with a connection of Cossack history. We have different options for tourism and for looking for family roots, mm-hmm. uh, looking for issues of history, of people, and personal and family history. Welcome, please, to Ukraine. Welcome to Dnipro. And so you said you have an exhibit in the Menorah Center that's dedicated to the current war right now that Russia is waging on Ukraine. Is, did I hear you right? Yeah, look, I said about special museum mm-hmm. dedicated to the Russian aggression, Russian war against Ukraine. Right. And in our museum, Jewish Memory and Holocaust Ukraine, we organized a special exhibition dedicated to this war and dedicated to participation of representatives of different communities in this war, including Ukrainians, first of all, mm-hmm. but including Jewish patriots, Armenian patriots, Chechen patriots, and etc., etc. Because now we can say special Ukrainian identity like representatives of Ukrainian political nation. Yes. And all Ukrainian patriots, Ukrainian origin or Jewish or Russian or Polish or Chechen Armenian are Ukrainian citizens mm-hmm. and are members of this Ukrainian political nation. So that's one of many exhibits then you have at, at the museum. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to invite to Kiev, to Lviv, to Odessa, and especially to Dnipro, culture and scholarly and industrial capital of Ukraine, Dnipro, center of humanity aspect like uh, Lviv, western capital of Ukraine. Okay. And I, I invite you. All right. Well, I have been. I'd love to come back again. It's a beautiful city. The Menorah Center is amazing. The museum, when I saw it in 2015, was absolutely astounding how much information you have there, how much I learned just going through it very quickly. Would love to come back and spend more time and see the new exhibits as well. And also looking forward to reading your work when it's completed. Thank you for doing it in English. Sorry, first of all, sorry for my ugly English, but I hope many Canadians can learn Ukrainian language. <laughs> uh, and Ukrainian will be number three after English and French. <laughs> we hope that too. <laughs> well, thank you so much uh, for for taking all this time to share all this information. Looking forward to um, reading your dissertation and other publications, and maybe we'll see you in Dnipro. <laughs> or Toronto. Thank you very much. See you in Toronto and in Dnipro.
and in Kremlin after collapse of Putin regime. Yes. <laughs> Okay, thank you, Dr. Ihor Stupak of the Takuma Center in Ukraine. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. I was speaking with Dr. Ihor Stupak, director of the Takuma Ukrainian Institute, the largest Jewish institution in Ukraine dedicated to Jewish history. Many thanks to Dr. Stupak for taking the time to tell us about his research for his second PhD, which focuses on Ukrainians who rescued Jews during the Holocaust but were incorrectly identified in historical records. He'll publish his findings next year in his dissertation, in scholarly journals, and in museums in Ukraine. Dr. Stupak works with the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, so if you'd like to find out more about him and his work, visit their website and follow them on social media. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Dr. Stupak and learning a bit about the amazing work he's doing in Ukraine and in the field of scholarly research. For transcripts of our interview with him, please visit the Nash Hollis website or the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter website. This has been Ukrainian Jewish Heritage on Nash Hollis Ukrainian Roots Radio. I'm Pavlina. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, Shalom. Ukrainian Jewish Heritage is brought to you by the Ukrainian Jewish Encounter, based in Toronto, Ontario. To find out more about their work, visit their website and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Transcripts and audio files of this and earlier broadcasts of Ukrainian Jewish Heritage are available at their website, ukrainianjewishencounter.org, as well as at the Nasholos website, www.nasholos.com.
The multi-award-winning documentary, That Never Happened, Canada's first national internment operations, will be screened in Vancouver on Sunday, October 27th. This Canadian production reveals how public records about the World War I internment operation were destroyed in 1954, and three decades later, researchers embarked on the task of stitching together the story of this dark chapter in Canadian history. The Vancouver Screening is a presentation of the Ukrainian Studies Foundation of BC, the Ukrainian Women's Association of Canada, Lesya Ukrainka Branch, Vancouver, and the Canadian First World War Internment Recognition Fund. The screening will be held at the Holy Trinity Ukrainian Orthodox Auditorium, 154 East 10th Avenue in Vancouver, on Sunday, October 27th. Admission is by donation. Doors open at 1 p.m. Showtime is 1.30. Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio airs in international syndication on PCJ Radio International, broadcasting to over 20 countries on AM, FM, shortwave, and satellite radio. Nasholos also airs twice weekly on BC's West Coast. On Wednesdays, broadcasting from Nanaimo to North and Central Vancouver Island, the Gulf Islands, the Sunshine Coast, Northwest Washington State, and in the Greater Vancouver Listening Area. Join me, Pavlina, for the first hour in English and Oksana Pobereznik for the second hour in Ukrainian. That's Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Time on CHLY 101.7 FM on the radio dial and streaming online at chly.ca. And at 6 p.m. Saturday evenings, flip your radio dial right back here to AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver or catch the live stream at am1320.com. And join me for another hour of fun on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Please send dedications, requests, and suggestions to producer at noshholis.com. And for audio archives, transcripts, podcast feeds, and more, visit our website at www.noshholis.com. was none other than Ron Kahoot and Buria with a medley of Ukrainian dance tunes called, not surprisingly, Kolomeka Medley. And earlier you heard a klezmerish um, tune. It is a Ukrainian folk song, but done in a klezmerish style, which Ron Kahoot does a lot of in Toronto. And that song was called Shtorzhya Bidne Budubdiao, Oh, What Will I Do? You've been listening to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, our flagship show in Vancouver, here on AM 1320 CHMB, and in international syndication on PCJ Radio International. In between broadcasts, please visit us online at www.nasholos.com to get transcripts and archived audio files, a link to the Nasholos podcast, and information about the show. There's also a link to our Patreon site there where you can support our work if you like. 
Не жаль, ми вже скінчили нашу програму, вже час додому і сказати до побачення, але перед тим я хочу залишити вас цими словами мудрості. Твій долар у твоїй кишені вартніший для тебе за його сто. And our proverb of the week translates as one dollar in your pocket is worth a hundred in someone else's. And with that, we've come to the end of our program, so we've got time for one tune only from the female beat, and it will be the Hot Kolomeka. I'm Pavlina, on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320, thanks for listening, and Dobranich! this edition of the show. If you're not yet a Patreon supporter of Nosh Holos, I hope you'll consider becoming one today, with the digital equivalent of a cup of coffee once or twice a month, or maybe even a snack or a meal. There's an option for every budget, and even a dollar a month tells me you value the show and my efforts to produce and bring it to you. Becoming a Patreon supporter will give you the opportunity to provide feedback to help improve the show, create cool swag to promote it, and swap ideas on how to promote Ukrainian culture in between broadcasts and podcasts. Your contribution will also help to preserve a well-established on-air and online venue of almost 30 years running to continue promoting Ukrainian culture and heritage long after I've retired, which will happen sooner rather than later. Your contribution will help that transition happen, and future generations will be able to enjoy the music and other Nasholos programming that you currently do. To become a Patreon supporter, just go to www.patreon.com and search for Nasholos. That's patron with an E, spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or go to www.nasholos.com and click on the orange Patreon button on any page there. Thank you for listening and for your support. Щиро дякую. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.